Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of This Is Ours podcast. I'm your host, Omaina, and this is my podcast where our motto is to be unapologetically intentional. Happy New Year to everybody, new, old. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful first 24 days of the year. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been like two months, I think. But you know, life happens. These are things. Um, this is actually take two of this episode because I think I needed take one to get rid of all my nerves. I don't know why I had nerves. I've recorded like 16 times at this point. But I think, you know, New Year, the jitters where I was feeling it. I literally was talking at like, I don't know how many minutes per minute, uh, how many words per minute, but it was quick. It was quick. And I was like, do I record again? Do I not record again? But I was like, you know, they can't really enjoy it, like sit with it if I'm talking so fast. So, yeah, as one of my things to be intentional, this is take two. So the podcast is undergoing some changes this year. I'm adding a few segments um, and I, you know, I want to try it out, see how it goes. And I'm hoping that when you listen to this and you hear the segments, you will give me feedback as to what you think of said segments. So the first one is um, basically like a gratitude journal or I don't know what I'm calling it, but for today, we're going to call it a gratitude journal. And this year, I'm trying to be very grateful, um, regardless of like what situation I'm at. So that's why I added this piece. So before the beginning of any episode, right after the intro, right after I tell you who I am for the millionth time, um, I will share what I'm grateful for. And today I'm grateful for God's favor in my life. Um, is new every day and it's amazing. And I'm just, I'm not worthy of the favor and I'm just so grateful. And I'm also grateful for my family and friends, um, for the love and the support that I get from them that allows me to keep going because I know that if it wasn't for them, I'm not really sure I would be right now to be very fair. Um, before we get into the next segment, I wanted to share something with you that is completely unrelated to everything I'm talking about today, but I was like, you know, why not? I'm thinking it, so why not talk about it? So yesterday, my coworker and I were chatting in the car ride. And, you know, the regular bands were just talking and, you know, going through the motions of, oh, where are you from? Oh, such and such. Where does your family live? Things. And then we got to the question that always comes when, when I tell people where I'm from. Um, oh, so where does your family live? Do they live here? Do they live in the States? And I usually just tell them where my mom and my brother live and I leave out my dad. But this time, I don't know, I found myself saying, oh, my mom lives here. My, da- my brother lives here. When my dad passed away seven years ago. First of all, I can't believe it's been seven years, but anyways, back to the story. Um, I can't remember what she said after that, but then she asked me if I'd ever been to grief counseling. And honestly, it took me by surprise because I don't think anyone has ever asked me that before, like ever in the past seven years. I don't think anybody has ever asked me that before. Um, and I told her I've been to counseling um, twice at this point, like with two separate counselors for, I guess, like four months each at this point. Um, but I've never actually been to like grief counseling and you know, that was the end of the discussion. Like we ended up talking about something else, but today I was in counseling and it came up and to be fair, and like, I had no intention of speaking about my dad in counseling today at all, but it came up and because it came up, obviously my counselor and I had to discuss it. 
And what's interesting is how sometimes I can go a week without necessarily thinking about my dad too much. My brain, I think, is so full all the time lately, it seems. And then all of a sudden, like a father-daughter dance in a movie comes up and it can just suck me back, take me back all the way to 2013, listening to I Was Here by Beyonce um, in bed and having my friends have to take my iPod away from me. Um, for anyone who has lost someone, I'm sure you can relate that sometimes you just find yourself wondering like what your life would look like if they were still here. Sometimes I wonder these things, like what kinds of conversations we would have now that I'm older, now that I'm finding out all these things about myself and I'm wondering if, you know, like, was he like me when I was this age? Like, how would our relationship have changed? Um, What would be different and what would be the same? And I don't know, I guess, I actually don't know. That's just what I was thinking of. And I just thought to process in the mic because why not? Um, So, yeah, that's the random, very random thing I had to share with you today. So now on to the next segment. So I think I tried this on last, the last episode where, so if you're new to the podcast, I love TV. Um, I guess it from my mom, I really do believe so. Um, and I'm always watching something and a lot of times when I'm watching stuff, I find that like, I'll hear like a line or something that just really resonates with me. I'll put it in my notes and I have like probably a hundred notes by now of just like things I've heard on TV shows that I just really resonated with me. And sometimes I would like reflect on it and write a little blurb. Um, and literally before now they just stay in my notes. Like that's where the, the thoughts go to die. And I was like, you know what, why not? you know, add it on to the podcast. So I'm thinking of um, calling it TV Thoughts, but I'm not too sure. Um, actually, no, that's not what I want to call it. I don't have a name. So if you'd like to help me name it, please DM me some ideas. So this week's thoughts or whatever, are, if that's what we're calling them, are brought to you by The Real, which is a daytime TV show that I binge on YouTube. And for those who don't know, it features Adrian Bailon, Lonnie Love, Jeannie Mai, Tamara Morley Hal- ah, t- t- ah, Housley, and Amanda Seals. And I think the reason why I really like it is because it's a different kind of talk show. So first of all, it's a very diverse cast. Um, and so with that comes a very diverse um, understanding of what's of the discussions and there's a lot of varying perspectives but there's a there's an overarching respect in that they understand that not everyone is going to agree but they also touch on a lot of topics that are very important to me and important to them as well and just important to the culture that we are in right now um so i really enjoy their conversations but the first thought um is love the phase that you are in enjoy your journey and i think So Tamara says this, I think, and she talks about her weight loss journey um, and how she was so focused on where she wanted to go that she wasn't loving on herself in the moment. And it really made me think, and I feel like I've probably talked about this somewhere on some episode about enjoying the ride. And it's hard, like I can't lie, this one is very hard, like it's a very hard one for me um, and I'm a work in progress, pray for me. Um, it's so easy for you to look at where you want to be that 
you just forget to enjoy where you are right now. But I think that's the best part, isn't it? Like, isn't it the best part? Like, being able to enjoy your present but aspiring for a better future. Um, because for me, I never want to be so focused on my future that I'm not able to fully rest in the amazingness of my present, like where I am right now in this moment. Um, I want to stay present because, you know, the, the truth of the matter is tomorrow isn't guaranteed for anybody. So I don't want to rob myself of my present because I'm looking for towards this future. So now I, I guess the goal for me is looking for ways to remain present without the weight of my past or the worries of my future. If you have figured this out, please, please let your girl know because I would really like some tips and tricks. And I promise if and when I figure it out, I will also let you know. You know, we have to help each other. Um, so the second thought is Instagram is the best version of your life. It's the highlight reel. And I think this one is very relevant to where we are right now in society with like the explosion of social media and all these things and Instagram influencers and all like social media influencers and all these things, because it's so easy for me to pick up my phone on Instagram and look at, you know, this influencer or that influencer or this celebrity or that celebrity and see them living their best life and just, you know, be sad. Um, but I think what is important to note is that nobody shows you their their hustle or their grind or all the heartache or the disappointment or the anxiety or the depression. Nobody shows you all these things that they go through. Very little people do, if any. Um, so while so so the thing about focusing on the pictures and what we see on Instagram is bec- is that it robs us of the full picture. So we're we're basing our thoughts and our Sometimes our identity is based on these false images that people have created for us to see. So I think what's important is you have to change the filter by which you see these things and recognize that, you know, this is just a tiny portion of this person's life. And although it's one thing to aspire to, you know, have maybe the same level of influence they do or honing on their craft the way they do, I think we need to be very careful not to rob ourselves of how amazing we are um, in whatever context we're looking at. So the last, so that's the now being called TV thought um, segment, but you know, to be named because I'm waiting for you beautiful people to send me a DM. The last section before like the main me of the story of the episode, um, I've titled trending now again, very open to suggestions, DM me. It seems like I'm not that creative with coming up with names. And basically the idea is that before the main segment, I will talk about a tweet or a picture or news or something that I saw on, you know, our social medias that I thought was memorable enough to speak on. Um, So this week I have two things. One, uh, they're both actually from Twitter. Um, The first one was a tweet by a man. And he basically, the tweet was describing the things that women should do to avoid getting raped. And the list included things like, one, don't dress like a slut. Two, dress modestly. Three, carry a concealed gun. Four, avoid walking yourself at night, walking by yourself at night. Five, get a strong boyfriend. Now, you know, we could deconstruct every one of these things, but you know, that's not what the point of this episode is. We will do another episode on this. The, the thing is, a lot of 
he had also a lot of other rubbish that I would not bother even explaining because even having to say that I'm really just rolling my eyes. And obviously, this is horrendous for a number of reasons. And of course, there were a lot of responses that explained to this very ignorant man that the only cause of rape are the rapists themselves and not, in fact, anything that the women did. Basically, this silly man response to the bashing he was receiving was that women should understand that they have more power. Oh, sweetie, thank you so much because, you know, we didn't know. We weren't aware, actually, that we had power. We've just been living life thinking that we were powerless to the man. It's so silly because... And the thing is, for me, especially coming from a country like, like Nigeria where this rhetoric is very popular, like I'm walking down the street and they're like, oh, you shouldn't wear that because, you know, you are tempting the men. I spoke about this a bit <laughs> um, on my topic, um, the podcast um, on the episode, Where's the Manual? And uh, I discussed rape culture. So, you know, plug, go and listen to it. It was actually pretty good. Um, but I thought that this tweet that I found prompted a small rediscussion. Because I think the perpetration of this discourse is both ignorant but also very dangerous because it doesn't create a space where men, in this case, um, I'm aware that women are also um, abusers, but men in this case are held responsible for their actions. Rather, the blame is shifted from the actual person it's supposed to be on to the victim. And this culture needs to change. Um, there's a lot of dis discussion right now about rape culture. And I think as a society, we really need to do a lot of deconstructing as to where these thoughts come from and the patriarchy that they are embedded in. Because, again, it's such a dangerous rhetoric. Um, and if it's not deconstructed, I fear it's just going to keep it's just going to keep reinventing itself in different ways. Um the next one is also from Twitter, um, but I think actually, I don't know the origins, whether I originated on Twitter or originated on Instagram, um, and it happened a few weeks ago. So Ari Lennox um, and Tiana Taylor were called Rottweilers by Twitter troll, and Ari Lennox followed up um, this horrible, horrible comment um, with by going on Instagram Live. And basically, so she, during the video, she asked, during the live, she asked, um, why are individuals so comfortable tearing down black women? So obviously, like this, that statement is a discussion on its own. But I think there were, there's, there were two, there were a couple other things that I wanted to pay attention to. Um, first of all, in the comment section, there was an individual I don't even know if it was a man, a woman. Like, I don't know what the identifiers, but there was an individual that had commented, quote, you complain too much about anything and everything. Your career is going to be short, not enough talent to be problematic, end quote. Obviously, there's a lot of problems with this statement. And I think for me, what stood out the most is, so now you have to have a certain level of talent to be problematic. And in this case, problematic meaning that she's complaining too much. And I think this really goes with my other thought process, which is why, which is that there were a lot of ignorant people saying that Ari was being too sensitive. And, you know, that's ridiculous in its own right. And I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand how people can think this way. I, I, I just don't get it. And I actually watched an episode of The Real um, and they discussed this. And basically the women on The Real discussed, well, 
their discussion was around the same thought process I was having thought processes I was having because there is this audacity that social media platforms have given individuals um to feel entitled to say things like this that you know they probably can't say in the face of the people that they are insulting and again this is a totally different conversation on its own but i think actually if we're being honest the bigger issue is the policing of the black female body if we are not hypersexualized then we are insulted it's horrific and the issue i believe is related to the absence of adequate black female representation which the ladies of the real talked about Individuals aren't used to seeing us because we're not shown in these quote-unquote mainstream spaces. And so I genuinely feel that society is threatened by the black female and her versatility. And so they work to keep her down because, yeah, black women are awesome. That's literally <laughs> literally what it is. It's literally what it is. So that is the end of the three segments that I am hoping to add on to the podcast this year. So... Let me know what you think and also please DM me for some thoughts in terms of like name ideas. Um, all my creatives out there, you know, hit a girl up. So now on to the main main of this week's episode. So this week's episode is titled Follow Your Spirit. And the reason why it's titled that is because that is my theme for 2020. Um, I started this thing last year um, where instead of doing resolutions, I picked a theme because for me, I thought that it was... It, it just released the pressure because I think the thing about New Year's resolutions is that there's this pressure to have them done. And once you don't necessarily, if you slip up or you don't, or, you know, you have a pause, then, you know, you it's so easy for you to throw your hands up and just be like, I'm not doing it again. Like, for example, if your New Year's resolution was I'm going to go to the gym every week or four times a week or whatever, and there's a week where you're busy and you don't go. You kind of just, I don't know, I can't explain it. You just, yeah, just like, I beg, I'm, I'm not doing it again. And then it's just over. But I think it's, the thing with the theme is that it's, it's kind of like an umbrella. So it can mean anything you want it to mean. And there's no specifics. So it gets to evolve with your evolving year. Because the thing is, where we start from in January and where we end in December are two completely different states. So a theme helps because it's so, the, the, the generalness of the theme makes it so that as you evolve during the year, the theme evolves to meet the needs of whatever it is you're experiencing at that time. So my theme for last year was I was going to be intentional. And I think, you know, I think I, I, I think I follow through pretty well, but, um, yeah. So I think I followed through it. Uh, I think I followed through it pretty well. Um, I started this podcast. I, made sure I was intentional about my relationships, um, about my work. And I'm just so grateful to God because in spite of everything last year, there's still a lot of blessings that I can't, like so many blessings. So my theme for this year is follow your guts or was follow your guts, but it's now follow your spirit. Um, because I think that there's been so many times when I've just felt in my spirit that something just wasn't for me. And I spent a lot of time, maybe prior to last year, just like doing doing what I didn't feel in my spirit anyway, and it always just didn't end well. So this, um, so I made a decision last year with this whole theme of being intentional to follow my spirit, and honestly, it hasn't led me astray yet. So we move. So that's my theme for this year: follow your spirit. But in that theme, 
um, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week, I also have five thoughts, I guess, or like sub themes. Um, and they are gratitude, intentionality, faith, self, and peace. So like I do with most of my episodes, um, I have notes and thoughts I have written down, you know, just in preparation because, you know, my friend and one of my profs jokes that you can't ask me an open-ended question because I tend to ramble. And because I know this about myself and because I'm intentional, I have been doing notes for like, I think since the beginning of this podcast. Um, so I have some notes, so I'm going to, you know, just discuss them with you. So the first sub, sub theme or thought is gratitude. And I think as human beings, as people, it's so easy to get so overwhelmed um, by our problems and justifiably so um, that we are blinded to how fortunate and privileged we are. And I talked about this a bit in the episode on the absence presence of my privilege. Again, plug, go and listen to it. It was a good episode. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying that horrible things don't happen because they do. Horrible things happen to good people. But I'm finding that I complain a lot. And most times, I, I actually genuinely don't mean to. Before you know it, I've just spotted like five complaints. And I think it's just because like it's so hard to see past whatever experience you are currently in. Um, so this year, it's, it's been hard, I think, because... Um, I'm I'm trying very hard that every time I utter a complaint, I think of two gratitudes instead. And for me, it's just a way for me to ground myself um, so I never become blind to the blessings I have in my life, no matter what I might be going through. And if we're grading me, you know, on the letter scale, I will probably be at a D. But it's only the 24th of January. God is still working in me. So check back in six months and I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> so the second sub theme is intentionality so like I said it was my theme for last year um, and I think it really influenced how I made decisions and how I viewed my life um, so I thought you know definitely something I want to keep practicing so here we are again um, I find what I do find though is that when you hear something like intentionality at least for me personally I was gearing my intentionality more towards school and work and serious quote-unquote decisions. But I also find I have to be very intentional about taking care of myself. So as we all know, self-care has become kind of a buzzword. A buzzword. Um, but I also think just the fact that it's a buzzword does not take away from how important it is um, in anybody's life. Because I think sometimes we get so wrapped around the quote-unquote serious things and we neglect self-care in favor of those things but the honest truth is that the self is in fact the most important part because if i'm not a hundred percent how then could i possibly be intentional about anything else i can't the answer is i couldn't so this year i'm trying to become very intentional about everything that surrounds me or minor the serious quote-unquote and the not serious things as long as it has to do with me it's important and that's that's that that's that about that So the third sub-theme is faith. A friend of mine from my program reminded me of something I said during one of our classes in first year. Um, it was in an ethics class and we were asked to rank our values. And apparently, I say apparently because I have no recollection of this. I said something along the lines of religion has 
quote, religion has always been and will always be at the top of my list, end quote, or something like that. And what is interesting for me is at first when she reminded me of this at dinner, I was like, whoa, I don't even remember seeing this. And I think the reason why I was so shocked is because I spent the better past of last year, if if not all of it, in a very distant place from my quote-unquote religion. Um, I remember telling a friend of mine, me and God are currently not in the best place. Like, we were, you know, we were going back and forth, me and God, last year. And, you know, we knew how we were doing it. Um, you know, I just, I wasn't in it. And I felt that because I was trying to be intentional, if I was just going for going sake, if I was just going to church for going sake, if I was just doing the things for doing sake, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do it because I actually wanted to do it because I was in it and I was being intentional. So that was... I guess two years ago now at this point. Um, and so at the same dinner I was when my friend, you know, reminded me of this thing. I said, another one of my friends, we were, we were just talking about life and she was wondering how individuals who are so involved in their religions, especially religions that maybe um, present as transphobic or homophobic, um, can work as social workers when one of the major premises of social work is an acceptance of all people where they are at. And it got me thinking. Um, and I remember I just, like, whenever it comes to, like, discussions on religion, I kind of, I'm very careful about responding. I kind of take my time to think. Um, so I thought about it. And, you know, they kept talking about whatever they were talking about, about this thing of religion. And I kind of zoned out for a bit. And I was thinking. But then I I went on to tell her that, you know, I, I think what it is is a lot of people are born into certain religions and never have the opportunity, especially as children, to define what their faith looks like for them. All they know is the religion. They know the rules of the religion. You know, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this. But they they never actually have the opportunity to learn what their faith is. I spent a majority of my adolescence practicing the religion that I'd learned from my mother and the other adults around me. Um, and, you know, I never felt connected to it. And I think it's because I was I was literally just doing it because that's what they said I was supposed to do. I went to church because that's what they said I was supposed to do. I read my Bible because that's what they said I was supposed to do. And in the past year, I found out a lot about myself and my identity. And in that, I have traveled through my journey of faith to get to where I am right now. And I'm so grateful to have found it. And I don't say to have found it again. Because although I identified as a Christian before this point, I think that my faith is completely different from what it was that I even what it was when I was a kid, but also what it was that I described that first day. Because for me, my faith is in a God who works everything together for my good, even when he's when whatever he's working is not visible to me. It's about relinquishing control, something that I'm still working very hard to do because wow, relinquishing control is not easy at all. God is working on me because it's hard. Um, I'm being guided by his word and his word is his truth upon my life. I'm so new to this faith journey. And so, of course, it comes with a lot of thoughts. And I find myself in a space where I'm having to reflect on how my faith fits into my work. I'm reflecting on the question that my friend asked, especially with organized religion being weaponized. Like, I, I don't know where my faith fits into that because I never, I never want to be untrue to myself. And for me, my faith is very important. But I also am aware of what organized religion has done to a lot of marginalized populations in the world. So... 
ultimately, like a lot of my personality, my faith is evolving and I'm so excited to see where it leads. And I would say that the statement from first year still very much applies to me, except now I think I will switch out the word religion for faith. So faith has always been and will always be my faith at the top of my list. So the fourth sub-theme is peace. I've been thinking a lot about peace, especially in relation to the first three um, sub-themes that I've talked about, but also in terms of this podcast and every other thing I put my mind to. I think there's always this pressure to be something. Even with this podcast, um, it started out because I, I'd gone to Nigeria and I was just I was looking for something else. I need I, I I felt pulled to do something else, but I didn't know what it was. And I I was I was in this process of finding my voice, and I needed an outlet, and that's what it was. It was just a space for me to be authentically myself. And I think that's why the motto is to be unapologetically intentional because I wanted to be authentic to who I who I saw myself as becoming. I wanted to tell the story of my journey. Um, but then for somewhere down the line, it transformed into this other thing. I don't know how many times I went on SoundCloud to check statistics to see how many listens I had or how many followers I had. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be something else, to, to be better than you are today. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think the issue is the pressure. It oftentimes hinders the joy that you have the opportunity and the privilege to experience when you're able to achieve something. Because for me, I was so bothered with, oh my gosh, this podcast has a thousand views or a thousand listens or whatever it may be that it took away from my joy of the fact that somebody somewhere sat down and listened to me, me talk for 30 minutes. And it took away from that joy and I never, ever want that to happen. I think there's another space in my life where intentionality comes into play. I'm really hoping this year not only to be intentional in terms of numbers. In fact, I, I want to let numbers be gone. But I want to be intentional about the content that I produce. Um, I wanna, I'm working hard, working very hard to make sure that the content is true to who I am and the stage I am in life as opposed to what I think will garner me numbers and what people want to hear. I want to make sure that I always remain authentic and true to myself because that's that's where this podcast grew from. There's a certain level of peace that acceptance brings. Accepting that life may not always go the way you want it to, but holding on to faith that it will work out for my good. And it's something I've been so grateful for this year. So far this year. And I'm praying continues on throughout the rest of the year. I'm trying my hardest not to allow myself to be driven by fear but rather by faith and the belief in the plans that God has for my life. And that's been a very freeing experience. So pray for me because I hope it keeps going on. So the last theme for this episode is self. I wasn't really sure what to name this sub-theme. So I named it self because it has a lot to do with my identity. The past year has been very hard. 2019 was hard in the sense that I think moving away from home and I guess Maryland at this point is my second home, um, was a lot harder than I thought. There was a loneliness I experienced that, to be fair, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't expecting. It was my first move, and I didn't think it would be anything different from my last one, but wow, it really was in ways that I don't even think I could begin to explain, and maybe that will be a different podcast on its own, a different episode. Fast forward to now, January of 2020, and I've, 
I've done a lot of growth in this past year, growth in areas where I did not expect at all. A friend of mine once told me that sometimes God isolates you for a reason. And at the time, I had no idea what she was talking about. I remember just nodding my head and saying, I hope he shows me the reason soon. And I think to her, she thought I really got it, but honestly, I had no idea. I was just like, it went over my head. And it's funny because this week I saw a post on Instagram and it was a quote from Carl Lenz. He's a Hillsong pastor in New York. And it read, there is always a season of private preparation before a significant kingdom promotion. And to be honest, I'm still not sure what the reason is that he isolated me this way. But I think a substantial amount of the reason had to do with me finding my identity. I spent a lot of my childhood and even until now wishing I was someone else, wishing I had something else, wishing, wishing, constantly comparing. And it's something I'm constantly and continually working on. And I'm glad to say and I'm proud to say I'm a lot better than I was before in terms of grounding myself in who I am and not being sorry for that. And one of the many things I remember wishing I was wishing I was not was was Isoko, which is um, my dad's tribe. Because, you know, in Nigeria, when they ask you where you're from, you tell them where your dad is from because that's how it works. It's a patrilineal society. Um, because for me, being a Soko meant I was different. You know, it's not one of the major... One of the major three or not even anything remotely to what it, a lot of people where I grew up knew. Um, and I wanted to belong. I'm just going to say it. I wanted to belong. So so that when people asked me where I was from and I said it, I wouldn't then have to explain further just so they would understand what I was saying. My journey to my identity is one that honestly would need a different episode and I'm hoping to do one soon. But long story short, just to cut it short for all of you. I'm now finding pride and joy in my uniqueness. I'm so intrigued now more than I have ever been about where I come from and what that means in terms of where I'm going. My passions are now more related to my culture than they probably have ever been in the past and probably I don't think I ever saw this coming. And I believe that this new flame is as a result, greatly as a result of my move. So today I'm grateful that in spite of all the pain, the sadness, the anxiety and the depression that has come with Kona, this beautiful place has helped me has helped fuel a passion in me that has ignited it's ignited me in ways I could never imagine and I'm awaiting my kingdom promotion. So that's the first episode of twenty twenty, the first episode of the new decade. Um I've decided to be more consistent with questions. I was doing it at the beginning of the podcast journey and kind of fell off, but I've decided to be very consistent. So here are a couple of questions for you to reflect on after listening to this podcast, this episode. Just take a few minutes, you know, think about it. The first question is, what are some of your resolutions for this year? So if you're like me and you're not necessarily doing resolutions, you're doing themes, however way it is, what are some some areas you want to grow this year? And the second question is, what are some ways you ensure that you are staying present and not swept up? So what are ways that you ensure that you are really and truly enjoying the ride and not just, you know, on it for on its sake? And again, this is something that, you know, I'm praying because I need help um, to be able to do it all the time properly, the way that is best for me. Um, but I'm intrigued to know if anyone has any interesting ways any interesting activities that they do to make sure that they're staying present. Don't forget to follow, like, comment, subscribe, and all the other good stuff. 
send me a dm send me a tweet anything i would love to hear from you please look i'm begging you somebody please send me a dm or a tweet something i just i just want to i just want to know what you think that's it i just want to hear from you um so thank you so much if you listen to me talk for the past 36 minutes i love you very much and these next two weeks hopefully is actually two weeks don't forget to be unapologetically intentional thank you and god bless